Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Date Yourself Radio. I'm your host, Veronica Grant, and I'm a green smoothie enthusiast, a radical self-care advocate, and a dating mindset coach for ambitious women looking for a deep and meaningful romantic partnership. Each week, you'll hear me answer a frequently asked question from this community, interview experts in the field, or work directly with a caller as I coach them through a dating or relationship obstacle they're facing. I give practical advice and tangible action that you can apply to your own life so you can learn how to treat yourself the way you want to be treated and get into the relationship you desire and deserve. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode one of Date Yourself Radio. I'm so happy you're here and I'm really, really happy to be here and to be connecting with you in this way. So if you've been looking for a fresh perspective on dating, I assure you that your search ends here. On Date Yourself Radio, you're going to hear dating advice that you've never heard before and that I assure you that your mother won't tell you. Over at my website, veronicagrand.com, I help women to date themselves and treat themselves the way they want to be treated so that they can have the relationship they both desire and deserve. Each week on this show, you're going to hear from dating and self-care and health experts. You're also going to hear me coach women live through some sort of dating struggle or question or issue so that you can get an idea of what it might be like to work with me. And then finally, I'm going to answer frequently asked questions that I get from my community. So if you'd like to apply for free coaching to come onto the show or... If you'd like to submit a question for me to answer on a future show, go ahead and head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. All right. So if you stick around with me and subscribe and share to this podcast, here's what you're going to learn. I'm going to help you get crystal clear on what you need and and want in a relationship and how to shamelessly let go of guys that don't meet those needs. I'm going to help you date with more discernment without feeling bitchy, judgy, or closed-minded. I'm going to help you listen to your intuition so you know the difference between staying and settling in a relationship. 
I'm going to help you detect red flags early on, saving you tons of time and mental and emotional capacity. I'm going to help you learn how to communicate openly and effectively so um, so that you can be more vulnerable and open for a potential match without letting yourself go. And this is going to help you keep the right guy. So if you have no problem attracting the right guy, you just can't seem to keep them, you're definitely going to want to listen on that podcast. I'm going to help you break free from dating the same usually wrong guy over and over again. And finally, and most importantly, I'm going to help you enjoy dating again. So Date Yourself Radio is the place to be to make dating more fun, more intentional, and less of that icky feeling and less of feeling like it's a second job. All right, so let's go ahead and get started with my Date Yourself story. So since I was 12 years old, I wanted to be in a relationship. I was really desperate for my soulmate. So if you're familiar with How I Met Your Mother and the main character, Ted Mosby, the whole show is about him looking for his soulmate, his wife, the mother of his kids, whatever you want to call it. But I definitely relate to that desperate search that he had, but I was way more chronically single than he is in the show. So as I got a little older, a lot of my friends began to uh, couple off. Even as young as college, a lot of my friends um, were, were dating and some some people were dating very seriously. My sister actually got into her relationship when she was in college. And that's the person that she's still married to today. So I pretty much was like, yep, that's my plan too. I'm going to go to college and meet my um, significant other, soulmate, husband, whatever you want to call it, and call it a day. But... As my friends started coupling off, I was not at all. And like I said, I was really chronically single. And over the years, my desperation kind of grew. And I couldn't figure out why I was so undateable. I mean, I knew I was attractive. I was smart. I was funny. Um, And I had these friends who couldn't stay single, yet I couldn't even manage to get one boyfriend. And so like I said earlier, I had zero problem attracting guys. But nothing became a lasting relationship. I was not the type that was, you know, that was dateable. That was the type you wanted to bring home to your mother. And I I couldn't figure out why. And it got to a point where I was so desperate about wanting a boyfriend that it really just became about needing to prove prove to myself and to everyone else that I was worthy, that I was worthy of someone saying yes to me, saying that they choose me. And that definitely kind of fed into my lack of confidence, um, just my my general sense of self-worth. And so every single guy that I dated through my junior year of college may as well have been the same person, emotionally unavailable, didn't really respect me, and probably, to be honest, just wanted to get laid. So my lack of confidence was really attracting the same type of guys back towards me. I just didn't really realize it at the time and certainly had no understanding of the law of attraction. So to top all of that off, so to top off just the fact that I just wanted to be in a relationship, um, I thought I was fat. And Now, I know that my lack of confidence and negative relationship with my body also further perpetuated that cycle of attracting guys who also had no confidence and didn't treat themselves well, treat themselves well. And then I went and then I got really lucky. My senior year of college, I got into an amazing relationship. It was with this guy that we had been best friends since our first semester of a freshman year. 
And three years later, long story, I'm not going to get into it, but he confessed his love for me. And I finally came around and I said, yes, let's give this a go. This, this seems like it might be a good idea. He was really sweet. He was smart. He was Jewish. He adored me. Everything that I needed in a relationship. And we dated for about a year, maybe not quite. And I broke up with him. And I broke up with him because really at the end of the day, I wasn't able to let him in. And I have this memory that always just plays out in my mind. Um, but it's, it's just this one time we were walking back to my apartment and I looked at him and I remember very distinctly thinking, man, if he just weighed about 15 pounds more, this guy would be my soulmate. Yeah, so he was skinnier than me. And because of that, I, I couldn't handle it. And even though I knew he loved me and adored me and didn't care about, you know, maybe the extra few pounds that I had on me, um, I couldn't get comfortable with him with potentially seeing a roll in my belly. Or if he would go to put his arm around me, he might accidentally grab a love handle. I, I really couldn't take it. And so I pushed him away um, and I made up a bullshit excuse and I broke up with him. And so let's fast forward, let's see, about five years. I was working on a political campaign and I was a paid staffer, so I was working long hours. So if you've ever done any type of political work, you know the type of hours that it's that it's involved. It was insane. I was not taking care of myself. I was working like crazy. I was not eating properly. I was uh, not really exercising. And this had really been the first time that I that I had treated myself like this because before, you know, back in the earlier days, I was, um, when I didn't have as much confidence and didn't feel great in my body, I was counting everything. So I was counting calories. I would go to the gym and count how many calories I was burning. So that was just constantly going through my mind because at that point in time, that's to me what being healthy was. And we'll talk about that in just a minute when we get towards the end of my story. So back to the campaign, I was working like a crazy person and I was known as the tyrant because, um, I was really good at my job. Um, if you've ever worked on a campaign, you know that it's purely based almost 100% on numbers, the numbers of phone calls you get, the number of volunteers, doors knocked, whatever the typical type of campaign stuff. And my numbers were really, really good. And I was in a pretty small to medium-sized town in North Carolina, and my numbers were really competitive with um, other staff members that were in much bigger cities, even when you don't um, account for the per capita size. So I was, I was doing a really good job. Um, despite being on top of the world in terms of my confidence that was coming from this job that I had, I felt awful. I was not taking care of myself. I was tired. I was depleted. My body literally hurt. And so after the campaign, I thought, okay, let me just relax for a week or two on my mom's couch and then I'll be totally fine and I'll get back up and I'll get a new job and everything's just going to be the way it was before. But of course, it didn't turn out like that. I was, I ended up laying on my mom's couch for probably a good month before I was, felt like I was fully able to function again. And it was because I had taken such horrible care of my body. I was not eating properly. I was, um, I was not exercising properly. I was 
being mean to the people that I cared about because I was so stressed on my job that I almost had kind of like this campaign aftershock PTSD type of thing where I just needed to like decompress for it. And it took me a good month or two to, to feel like I was functioning back to normal. So anyways, around the same time, I had a couple of friends who were vegan and uh, I had never, I'd been vegetarian on and off for most of my life, mostly on. And um, again, but like I said before, I was counting calories constantly, whether what was going in my mouth or what I was, you know, what I was exercising. And one thing that I really adored about these two friends who were vegan was their relationship with food, because that was a completely foreign concept to me. I, um, I like for me, food had always been some sort of like math calculation or something that I would feel guilty about if especially if it was something that I shouldn't be eating or or if I was eating when I wasn't hungry or, you know, things like that, that I'm sure you probably can relate to. But I really admired how they just love talking about food. They love talking about the recipes they're going to make. They love to talk about how they can still make things seem creamy or cheesy without using dairy products. I love that they love to take pictures of their food and put it on Facebook and Instagram. I loved that they, um, I really just adored that they loved how food made them feel when they were eating this well and and really loved the food. It wasn't like it was a deprivation diet or they were eating boring, uninteresting foods. I mean, the food they were eating was fascinating or um, looks delicious and just looked fabulous. And and so I just decided, okay, I want my relationship to be like that with food. So kind of typical of me, I decided to pull a complete 180. And I was like, I'm going to be vegan because I want to have, you know, this relationship with food too. And so that's what I did. I was vegan for probably close to a year and a half. Didn't really realize what I was doing. I was dating myself. I was treating myself like I was a queen. I was essentially treating myself the way I wanted to be treated. So after about six months of living like this, I had moved to DC at this point. I was working at my new job and a friend of mine invited me to go to another friend's happy hour. And this friend, this cute friend, we'll call him, um, we started flirting and we had a really great time at the bar, just talking and hanging out. And after, of course, everyone else had left, we were just sitting next to each other chatting and he placed his hand on my knee and he said, how is your skin so soft? And I looked at him without skipping a beat, and I just said, kale. And now Stevie looks back and thinks, I mean, we think it's hilarious. And at the time, Stevie thought I was crazy because, of course, he he hadn't had this relationship with food yet. Oh, of course, he does now after dating me. Um, but it was really just, it was funny because it just came so instinctively for me to say kale because I really did believe that how I was eating literally made me not only did it make me feel better and give me more energy and just change the way I felt I could notice it physically not only had my weight just kind of evened out I wasn't really doing the yo-yo dieting or yo-yo waiting 
you know, wait anymore. Um, but I could tell my complexion was clear. The whites of my eyes were clear. My, my hair was smoother. Just my nails seemed um, stronger and healthier. Just everything seemed healthier. So for me, it was like, well, duh, my skin's soft because I'm eating green smoothie or drinking green smoothies every day. And there's a lot of kale in them. Um, but of course to him, that was just kind of not what, not what he was expecting. I'm sure he was probably expecting me to give some brand of lotion that, that I use. So Stevie now tells me that what initially attracted uh, him to me was my confidence and my independence. And these two things I realized I didn't have before, or at least not in any real way. I, you know, I, I would come across perhaps as confident, independent, because, you know, I've loved to travel. I love spending time with my friends. I love doing all of these things that would just normally, you know, make me a whole person. But a lot of it was, was, um, was really kind of superficial and kind of a front for there being a lack of um, something on on the inside. And I know now that my desperate wanting to lose five more pounds and count calories and you know do this thing of what I call thought was being healthy um, really came from a place of no confidence or independence. And so one of two things happened, and this was, it's totally true if I look back at my dating history, but either A, I was attracting those emotionally unavailable um, guys who probably just wanted to get laid or whatever, because they didn't have confidence. So our lack of confidence kind of fed off each other or, and this happened with my college boyfriend from senior year, I would get lucky and I would attract a really potentially great guy, but because I didn't even feel good about myself and had very little self-awareness of who I was or what I wanted or what I needed in a relationship, I wasn't able to be vulnerable and to, to, um, to let anyone in. And so now Stevie, like I said before, Stevie tells me that he was initially attracted to me um, because of my confidence and independence and whether or not I would have gotten to that point without doing this thing of what I call dating yourself and treating yourself the way, the way you want to be treated, I don't know. But I do know that this was the path that I went on and that it works and that when I help my clients go through this path of treating themselves the way they want to be treated, they find it completely changes everything in, in their dating. Even though my confidence originally did come from this external source of doing a really good job on the campaign, I was able to take that external confidence and move it to more of an internal um, internal self um, sense of self-worth uh, through the act of really dating myself and treating myself I, like I wanted to be treated. And so now it doesn't really matter so much what's going on in my outside life, like the external factors. I still have a high level of confidence and, and self-worth. And here's another key that I really want to make sure you understand, if nothing else, from this episode. One thing that was different about Stevie than all of the other guys that I had dated was that I didn't need his love or approval to find my own self-worth. So we're just talking about how I was able to bring this confidence and self-worth that came from something external. I moved it internal, and I became unattached to whether or not Stevie liked me in return. Instead, I just did what I wanted to do to show my attraction and was unattached to whether or not he would be then attracted to me. 
And so basically I was putting myself all out there. I was like, this is who I am. This is what I'm about. And he was free to take it or to leave it. And lucky for me, he took it. And Stevie and I are still together. And in June, we'll have been together for three years. And that also includes moving across the country from Washington, D.C. to Dallas, Texas. And that also includes adopting our adorable little puppy named Kappa. He is a soft-coated Wheaton Terrier. And to this day, I just want to say, I know I have some listeners who are already in relationships, and I just want to say dating yourself and treating yourself the way way you want to be treated is for you too. Every single day to this day, I still date myself. I still carve out time just for me, time that, that, that does not include Stevie. This is usually when I practice yoga, when I journal, when I meditate, when I um, work on some of my DIY hobbies. I love doing DIY stuff in the kitchen. Um, This is also a time where I might go out with other friends. So I I make a, a concerted effort to schedule time to spend with other people. Um, And that's because I truly believe that no one not even your so-called soulmate, if that's what you want to call it. I personally don't call it soulmate or husband or partner or love of your life, whatever you want to call it. Um, They can't provide all of your emotional needs. No one person can do that for you. Your mother can't, your father can't, your best friend can't, your sister can't. And trying to often leads to some sort of emotional dependency. So that's, that's really exhausting. It puts everyone in an unfair situation, and I just don't think it's sustainable for the long haul. And so one way that I've found while being in the relationship of maintaining our sense of independence and confidence that um, CB was first initially attracted to me with is by dating myself. So sometimes I'll go out to the bar by myself and leave Stevie at home to watch his stories as he likes to call them or watch his football games or, or whatever. And the last thing that I, that is admittedly still a little weird to me and hard, but just something I thought I'd throw out there just because not everyone does it. So I thought you might be curious to know, but Stevie and I actually, we live together, but we still sleep in separate bedrooms one to two nights a week. And that's because desire needs space. Um, I know you probably know, or maybe you're actually in a in a couple where you spend all of your time with the other person. And I really believe that that kind of also leads towards emotional dependency and maybe a lack of desire. And I think that when the nights that we spend separate and then maybe he'll go into the guest room, for example, to sleep and then he'll come back into our room the next morning and we just hang out in bed. We literally hang out in bed, like not even having sex, but just hang out in bed, just cuddling and chatting and talking and playing with our dog, like what you do with someone that you're just beginning to date because it's new and exciting. It's like, I missed him the night before, so now we're just hanging out and it's and it's really amazing. So just keep that in mind, whether or not you're dating somebody or you're in a relationship, desire needs space. And I think one of the best ways to create space that's meaningful and helpful for both you and the relationship is to, um, is to date yourself. And speaking of dating yourself, I have a special invitation for you. I would love for you to join me in celebrating Valentine's Day a little differently this year. So again, whether you're single or in a relationship, I'm going to challenge you to date yourself. And dating myself, as I've 
discussed throughout this episode, it has really allowed my relationship to go deeper with Stevie than it ever had before. And it completely changes my client's dating life, completely changes their perspective and experience. So if you're feeling stuck and jaded or not really sure how to meet him or just need to really just add like a shot of energy into your dating life, I really encourage you and I invite you to join my Date Yourself Challenge. We're going to kick off on February 5th and it's going to go for 10 days and we're going to close out with the big party at on Valentine's Day itself on February 14th. So to sign up and to get more information, head on over to veronicagrant.com forward slash date yourself challenge. And there you can get more info and sign up and also share with all of your friends. And what I'm most excited about for this challenge is that I've created a private Facebook group just for the challengers so that we get to kind of communicate that way too. So you listen to an episode or you do the challenge, then you want to connect with me personally or have questions. We can do that inside this Facebook group. I'm so excited and I can't wait to see you there. Thank you for listening to Date Yourself Radio. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive free coaching with me in an upcoming episode or submit your question. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe to it in iTunes. I would also be so grateful if you left a review since that helps me share the power of dating yourself with more women. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be a part of my community at veronicagrant.com. Until next week, here's to treating yourself the way you want to be treated. Much love and happy dating. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.